You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Last time on Resident Alien, Harry prevented the destruction of the entire world by finding his boopity beatbox and leaving the planet. But whoa! Max was in the back seat of his spaceship. So season two of Resident Alien crash lands the ship with Max and Harry on it, which causes Harry to go into a bit of amnesia. And then the season kind of resets to its status quo and carries on. But like in season one, mysterious people are afoot trying to find out what sort of aliens have intro what sort of aliens have infiltrated our society. Are they looking for Harry specifically? Or ominous undertones have they been looking for a different kind of alien that has been on Earth the whole time? An artist goes by the name of Goliath, has been painting beautiful murals and wonderful works of art that Harry has noticed looks kind of like a lot, kind of a lot like his home planet, the language. So he must track down Goliath to solve the mystery there. Meanwhile, Mayor Ben and his wife, Kate, have marriage troubles because she may or may not be pregnant And he kind of flirts with a lot of people, though innocently. And she kind of misses just being an individual person and not the mayor's wife. Meanwhile, Deputy Liv Baker is also getting into some of those cool chat rooms about UFOs. While her sheriff, Mike Thompson, played by the Corey Reynolds, doesn't like that she does that. And starting to treat her like a child. We finally get some answers to the source of his trauma and why he's so reluctant to dive headfirst into danger with his partner. There's a ton of other characters in this cast, and we're going to get to all of them, including fan favorites. Alice Switzerland as Darcy Bloom is back. Uh, Sarah Tomoko tries to get closer to her daughter. She plays Asta Twelve Trees. She finds out, rather, that her daughter has been in town the whole time. Or perhaps this is something she always knew. But what about her mother and her own journey into finding out what family really means, etc.? Alan Tudyk is a very good fish out of water, and he carries the season with those type of hijinks as well. With me to talk about Resident Alien Season 2, based on a popular comic, which she has actually read a lot of. 
Jordan is with us today. Hello. Actually finished it since the last arc came out after the first season, you know, completed after the first season. That's excellent. As someone who would never eat their octopus friend, at least not without their consent, Neil is with us. Greetings, humans. And he's all the way from the Outer Rim, <laughs> taking a break from the Max Repo Band. Doggett is with us. I like the, my favorite parts when he tells the kids they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you are a bunch of stupid humans. <laughs> It's a very fun Tony uses. That's the the best parts of the show are those interactions because they're the they're the only honest I, ones besides Asta. I mean, yeah, honestly, anytime Alan Tudyk is on the scene with uh, J, uh Judah Prin, who does play Max Hawthorne, well, it's great because that's when we get to see his alien form a lot of the time. Is when, yeah. mostly when he talks to that kid. Yeah, because the kid, as we all know, can only see him Sarai, as an alien. And played it, by yeah. Gracelyn Awad Rinky. Hey, Brad, what do you think Doctor Who's effects are going to get? Are going to get this good? Well, Doctor Who has a lot of other problems that have nothing to do with the effects. Anyways, before we segue <laughs> into that, I agree. Sahar, Max. And Harry, the alien, when those trio hooks, you know, get together, it's, it's, I think the show is at its best because the jokes are like a mile a minute. They're all burning each other. As the kids say, Uh, the insults are amazing. They go toe to toe, you know, with turn of phrase. They're not scared of Harry, but he wants to be intimidating. So that's good comedy bits. That, that's honestly the most hilarious thing in this show like across both seasons that and the nurse who keeps stealing his lunch (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) well some of that is she's stealing back what he has stolen because they've alluded to he steals lunches too Hmm. yeah that's nurse ellen cho played by diana bang yeah uh i i will say the uh I did kind of like this a little better than season one. Uh, I I really did enjoy season one, but this season, yeah, they really get to play up a little more into Harry's past and future, maybe, as an alien. And what, you know, and how he still gets acclimated very well to human life, especially pizza, which I don't blame him. Look, people suck all around in the world, but people, but you know what? Pizza's here, and that's pretty great. Even Pizza Hut pizza's passable. The interesting thing about this season, the first season was, at the root of it, a murder mystery, where we already knew who the murderer was. And that gets, I wouldn't say so much convoluted, but beneath the surface of that person being murdered, we find out why this particular human had so many enemies, which are now Harry's problem. For this particular season to go from, oh, damn, these pork rinds are giving me the vomit, to Linda Hamilton doing a 12-episode arc as a general Eleanor Wright trying to find aliens at the cost of people's lives sometimes was 
a pretty dark turn, but I enjoyed that. I said well, this in okay, the... Okay, did the Black Assistant die? I, I feel like I no, missed No, 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 he's, no. He's still alive. He just disappeared. Yeah, well, well, in the last couple episodes. Well, <clears throat> I will say, and I did say this in the first season review, but I'm really enjoying the work that Linda, Ham- that Linda Hamilton's doing. This is some of her best work in a while in playing this general... More than Dark Fate? Who is... Tri- wow. Wow. Yes, Doggett. <laughs> Much more Why? than Dark Fate. But Linda Hamilton is doing uh, some great work here uh, in the season. Now, one of the major themes, which does get kind of muddled in the chaos of Linda Hamilton's dark fate ways of seeking out these aliens, is family and what it means to love someone and bring them into your family. Did y'all enjoy those sudden themes, or did you feel they kind of rattled the story's murder, hunt down, kill aliens plot? The year sucks, Bradley. I need those sweet moments. I need Asta and and her pops just to, like, once in a while just hug each other, look each other in the eyes and say, I love you, daughter. And she says, I love you, dad. And I'm like, I wish I had a dad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I wish I had a loving dad, too. Oh, God. well, that that's Gary Farmer playing Dan Twelve Trees, and I I agree with you, Doug. It's it's an incredible performance by him. Uh, yeah, he's great. I will say the family stuff was kind of all over this season. I did enjoy all over yeah. the things with Asta and Dan. Uh, as for the Hawthorns, that was a bit of a mixed bag because while I did enjoy the wacky adventures. Uh, as someone experienced in BDSM of seeing these two suddenly go right into it. But hey, I'm all for a safe kink exploration. Sure. Uh, the stuff with the, w- between their pre- about the possible pregnancy just did not interest me. Such a fucked up ending, though. Uh, no, no, I agree. No, no, I will say, I, ca- I didn't came around onto that because of the very last moments of this season. But also, uh, the they got too sitcom-y with bickering over this proposed uh, re- uh, residential hotel, this resort that uh, Ben wants to put up. That this town desperately needs. Yes, because we are not a murder town, even though, yes, yeah. you very much <laughs> are. And the, the weird thing about that to me was, why wasn't that used to promote the resort or tourism? Like, dude, people man, love murder That's towns. not fair. Houston has, what, 20 murders a day? That town gets one every year and they're labeled murder town? No, give Houston their due. <laughs> but yeah, I thought Harry was going to explore why humans get divorced through the Hawthorne plot, but no, they just bicker and whine and cry and bicker and whine and cry and bicker and whine and cry. And fuck, Bradley. No, the, the, and that, that's what makes it. It's like the basis of their whole marriage is that spark of uh, intimacy between the two, which, you know, I mean, if, if that's where you're yoked, then more power to you. So we find out that Darcy, the best friend, also very good comedic timing, beautiful relationship with Asta. Like I'd say, they come across as sisters. We find out she's got a whole mess of almost HBO themed issues. I would call them. Find out. out of left what field. are you talking about? 
how'd you guys like her character this season? Rather than kind of a quirky, manic pixie dream girl who just can't get a boyfriend, she's suffering serious trauma. I don't know if she's manic pixie dream girl because she's mostly uh, uh, extreme sports girl. Okay, that's true. She's got her own interests and hobbies, you know. It's not just to like, she she doesn't uplift any males in the show. She kind of brings them down a little bit. <laughs> for the most part, I think Darcy, like, for the season, I think a lot of things leveled up. Yeah. But some things, I think, dropped. And one of them was with Darcy of a particular storyline, which is introduced and resolved in after school special record time. That was played up pretty. This is going to be a problem. And then we flash a few days ahead and it's a little bit better now. And then it's better. So there were a few things like that that it started. At, it's only in the second half where there's. it felt like at times three characters in particular, the mayor, the, the sheriff, and the deputy would have these moments or collections of scenes that a whole different writer, the new person, came in. Because they would just be childish, immature, or whatever, and then it would go away the next episode or something. Like the deputy, who's very confident, but she meets the alien tracker and reverts to a, a bumbling blonde Barney Fife. Oh, my elbows are getting sweaty. That's what happens when I'm nervous. I'm like, where? Where is this? This is that line was weird for <laughs> yes. no reason. Well, she's confident when she's in uniform, when she's a cop, but that's her hero. She, I, I know, but just no she one can believes be nervous, her. That line, no one believes her. Neil... The quirky line of "my elbows are getting sweaty" was didn't fit, or the sheriff treats treats her well, treats her more as a, a partner, as an equal. and then in an episode treats her as an inferior, like worse than he did in season one, and then the sheriff digs in his heels on the resort. Not trying to spell out for a second economic or any benefits, just we need this and they're going to sink millions of dollars in it. And when it's even resisted the slightest of you're going to ruin the small town, no one tries to find the middle ground. And then it, the plot line's kind of abandoned. And the sheriff, I was ready to like, he can, he can leave the show. It gets better by the end and we get some backfill of why he's so odd quirky weird all that so it made up for it but it's there's about three four episodes of like he's a waste of our time right now he's not evolving at all where everyone else is evolving somewhat i i hope harry uh, season three harry gets out of he's still got these weird speech patterns and shit like that that after a year like hasn't he acclimated a little bit more to human he still talks completely like Alien Robot like he did in episode one. I think he does it by choice at this point. Just stubbornness. Potentially. Well, yeah, but he has to sell the, the character. And I think the show watching. did some amazing plot lines, but they did throw a lot at the wall this season. I, I personally love the sheriff. The sheriff's one of my favorite characters. He makes me giggle every time he's on screen. Yeah, I do love Corey Reynolds as a sheriff. I, uh, I actually liked him a bit more this you know, this time around, because yes, he was, uh, yeah, sometimes it would feel off and inconsistent, but on the whole, he was starting to have, uh, more respect for Elizabeth Bowen, who, uh, who plays, uh, Deputy Olivia Liv Baker, and I really did like their chemistry this season, especially in, like, the last three episodes, 
where it gets stronger. But I wanted to bring up Darcy as well. My biggest problem with Darcy was more so in the first half of the season, where I'm not a fucking stickler. I can get behind watching unlikable characters do questionable things. I mean, I've watched every fucking episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> but, it, like, to a point, it just... It, it just The way Darcy was acting was just getting to a point... You, you know, act... Like, even, like, it felt like she was even actively trying to ruin the Hawthorne spirits. And I was just like, oh my god. I, I just... You know what? You, you know what? Go ahead and be self-destructive. I've been in that mode myself. See how it works. Go, go right the fuck ahead. But that's also what made me sympathetic towards her in the second half. That... I do agree, it is wrapped up a little too neatly right away. Like, uh, it didn't happen, but... Sometimes all you want is the truth. I do love with Darcy, a major reveal happens to her at the end of the season, and she doesn't give a shit because it explains so much about her friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing behind me, the thing behind me, whatever. But she's like, I feel better about, I th- I was thinking the worst of you, and now I don't. Like, she only cares that it cleared up the air about Asta and not the fucking thing that was behind her, which was a huge reveal at that point. I thought that was extremely well done. No, I, I really did like that, too. And what I also liked was the fervor, uh, like I said, the fervor deepening of the overall plot and trying to find out, you know, and trying to just stop aliens from coming here and killing the Earth because... Pizza's cool, and also, oh, I've acclimated myself to these people, and I kind of don't want to see them die. Even though I think people still kind of suck. But pie's delicious, Jordan. No, pie is delicious, and Alan Tudyk is still fucking amazing, and honestly, kills it every episode. I also really liked the additions of Morterio Quinn. This season as Peter Bach, the alien hunter, and Evnor Gochik. I always, I've always fucked his name up since Dollhouse as, uh, you know, as one of General McAllister's underlings. Oh, very good. Carry that into your final thoughts, please. Yeah. Uh, I, f- uh, first off, I thought it was weird to split the season up like this, especially in between, like, where. It ended in March, then started back up in August. Kind of snuck up on me. But it was okay. I will say, I uh, season two is really good. It's a great continuation of the first season. And really keeps uh, that some of the great and better humorous bits going on. Like, like, like we said, anytime Harry has to interact with Max or Sahar, uh, it's fucking it, it. It's incredible. It's really gut busting laughter to me. Honestly, it's some of the best stuff on TV, and his interactions with Asta and some of the family stuff does work very well. Some episodes didn't quite hit, and yeah, there was some small inconsistencies in character arcs, but. 
I still would really recommend this show, if not for Alan Tudyk and the children alone. But also, where this season ends, I'm invested. I'm forever invested. I'm hooked. I gotta see how this goes. Because this show is honestly better than the comic. It It, it is improved on itself. So I will go ahead and give it eight and a half out of ten very hard to understand acronyms that somehow spell out everything well in text. Wow, it's better than the comic, just like Lucifer and iZombie. And the boys. And the boys. And Umbrella Academy. Okay. <laughs> Dog it, why don't you go next? I love this show. It's a fun little comedy slash horror show slash mystery slash uh, comedy again. Because it's just silly. It's so silly. Look at the opening. Do's and don'ts. Do pick your nose. Don't pick someone else's nose. Timeless jokes that can be enjoyed by the entire family. This show should be watched by the entire family. Yes, your five-year-old should see the antics of Darcy, because isn't she the most relatable character on the whole show? And, once again, I'll say it again, better effects than last season of Doctor Who. The the, the alien CG slash... Is there, any, is there a suit anywhere in that, in that, in that alien thing? Uh, I believe whenever Harry turns into alien form. Yeah, when he's with Max and Sahar, that's practical, yeah. No season of Doctor Who has ever had an alien look that good. This is just a sci-fi show. And, you know, it's great. Y'all should watch it. Get Peacock. That's how I watch it. So I'm going to give this 7 out of 10 moments. The This, <laughs> this mayor fucks as much as Qu- Mayor Quimby from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> but all consensually and all with the same woman. Remember, if they ask, you're my niece. I am your niece, Uncle, Uncle Quimby. My God, I'm a monster. I I agree. Uh, this season, it, for the most part, it leveled up. And the ending is... It's, it's X-Files level of good, of conspiracy. Um, and this show borrowed... We got our version of Vulcan Mind Probe this season. We have Starman's Silver Deus Ex Machina spheres of power brought in they throw a lot at the wall and almost all of it works but definitely enough of it works um i've recommended this show and i'll keep recommending it it it, tudic carries a lot of the weight but the supporting cast most of them chime in most of the time they give them a lot um like i said the one of the last scenes with darcy and asta is really great because of this hey there's this thing over here i don't care it clears up something about you and I care more about you. Like that was phenomenal how they did that. Um, I'm going to give this eight and a half, uh, silver spheres of power out of 10. Very good. So I thought this was pretty much going to go into the sophomore slump when it restores its status quo. But then I'd say two and a half episodes later, it didn't restore the status quo. It just gave you the illusion of it. And there are a lot of interesting and high sci-fi concept payoffs that season one set up that I didn't even realize they were setting up. 
this season actually really surprised me. The Goliath angle where he has to find this other alien or someone who he believes has communed with aliens because how else would he know the language? That payoff was brilliant in my opinion. I, I really loved it. And him growing closer to Asta as a friend and not what Doctor Who would always do, Doggett, as someone that wants to mate. Damn, the Doctor is horny now. I enjoyed that. All the friendships in this were great. Even the Ben and Darcy friendship came across as so innocent, even though they're both so thirsty all the time. And that's really something, especially as you pointed out, Doggett, for a family show where people can actually be friends. And again, just another shout out to the high concept sci-fi turns this takes, especially towards the end of the season. I'm going to give this... 7 out of 10 people split in half by a train when this season takes a hiatus. I think Bradley's a fucking alien. Y'all noticed throughout most of this review, Bradley gave no opinions. He he waits, he gives 20 seconds, and then let's, has us all do all the work. I see you, old man, just listening to that, us. That is how being a leader works. Are aliens supposed to manual labor? Wait, that actually checks out. What regular person has ten kids at once? Mormons? <laughs>